Thank you for listening to this podcast from The Wave Ministries. Visit thewavecolumbus.com for more information. Welcome to The Wave Podcast. I am Danny Ortiz. This is your brother, Michael Red. Miguel Rojo. Uh, all is well. We literally just had a podcast before the podcast. We always do that because we jump mm-hmm. into these subjects. It's our lives. I want those who listen to us. First of all, thank you for everyone that listened to us. We, uh, Mike, we, we have gotten a lot of feedback, emails, texts on our last, pa- on, on our, our last podcast on humility. And um, I think one of the reasons is, and as I was thinking about it, as we were just talking about it right now, it's because it's, it's, it's a lot of the subjects that we talk about, especially this subject, um, humility. It's, it's something that we are and we walk in to be and striving to yeah. be, and it's a life for us. It's not a preaching sermon. It's a life-lived sermon. We are, like Paul says, we are open letter. Yes, man. Yes. Yes. It's been, it's been remarkable, the feedback that we've been hearing, and, and, and it's all glory to the Lord, man. The, the oil's on it, on the topic. Um, I guess this time of year... It's kind of apropos to kind of self-examine yourself anyway, because everybody has the unction to start New Year's resolutions, right? Which I don't believe in. I know you don't believe in those either. In a sense, no disrespect for people who do. But uh, self-examination is a daily thing. It's it's oh. usually people at the year years in want to review and examine the year and examine their their life. But self-examination is a daily thing, and it's really critical. Um, to your life. We talked about it last week, self-examination. There's a thing I wanted to share with you about on that. That's, I think that's critical too, is that, oh, man, you ready for this? Yes. Come on. You're, you become more open to critique, to correction, which is all like inevitable becomes your journey anyway, right? Because along the way, you're going to need correction and strategies and instructions, right, to navigate the waters of life. But you're more open to it because you self-examine anyway, right? So if there's a level of self-examination already going on and processing within your heart, it leaves you open to being critiqued. It leaves yeah. you open to correction, right? So I guess it's apropos at this time of the year to really talk about self-examination, humility, obedience, disobedience, right? So it's just a daily habit that we need to continue to develop. And t- today's topic is, is, is right in correlation with humility. Oh, it's, it's a, it's, it goes hand in hand. And we'll read a scripture that we read last week. But to that point of intro, you know, I like, I like the word self-examination. And I like the word introspection, right? Uh, looking within oneself with a, with a, because you know, self-exam, I can look at, Self-exam is like, like uh, if you go to the doctor, he's examining you. Like he can only see so far. Introspection is like, is a, is a, is a MRI. You know what I mean? It's a, it's a deeper version of like looking within yourself. And I love that you said when you, when you live a life like that, you know, people have blind spots. You know, when, when we say that we have blind spots, I know for, for Danny and Mike, we have like, Forget the blind spots. They're not, they're not spots, they're canyons. <laughs> <laughs> we have blind canyons, you know what I mean? Other people yeah. have blind spots. I know me, I have like blind like blocks and blind buildings. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That that um because we we see we see and hear the word says dimly, right? And I think a lot of times the pride is the one that so, tries to solidify the assurance in something that. We really not a hundred percent assured, but because of our pride, we want to be assured, and then that that assurance keeps us from seeing those roadblocks and those, again, people call them spots. I call them buildings. You know what I mean? That that are keeping you from seeing the full picture. And you know, Paul talks about letting the word rebuke you, and then he also talks about letting your brethren rebuke you. I think both of those are important because. They're so that's why we need community and that's why we need relationships because without it, we would only be able to go so far in our journey with God because 
we can't see the things that we can't see. And he needs other eyes around us to see the things that we're blinded to. No matter how good you are, I don't care how, how well you read the Bible, how well versed you are in the Bible. I don't care if you know um, hermeneutics, right? The study of the Bible, uh, knowing context or homiletics or how to preach the Bible. All those things sounds pretty. I don't care how much of that you know. You're not as good as you think you are, and you're not as close to God as you think you are. <laughs> it's just you're not, right? And sometimes no. we just think no. we are. Like we think like we're the best things to slice bread. And we need people in our lives to be able to say, hey, I know you can't see this in you because I see you journeying and you're veering to the right. And I'm here to tell you that you're getting off course a little bit. Yeah, man. And the Holy yeah. Spirit uses other people to say, man, you just can't see. And, and I'm helping you to see. And if you humble yourself to the place that Jesus humbled himself, you can be able to see not through your eyes. I love, and I thought, no, you and I love John when he says, you know, he didn't do nothing that he didn't see the Father do. Talking about Jesus. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. He didn't see nothing, meaning he had no blind spots because his gaze was on the one that would lead him, not astray, but lead him to victory, which is the Father. Yeah. And no matter how much we want to think that we have our eyes like him, like Flint, we don't. We have so many distractions. We have so many weights upon us. So many weights. I wouldn't even say sin. I say weights that distract us or, or weary us or heavy us down from seeing clearly. And so we need others and we need the Holy Spirit to be yeah. able to tap on our shoulders and say, hey. You're not seeing, seeing correctly. And we have to then be able to say, you know what? I, I'm wrong. I'm going the wrong path. Mm. I'm going the wrong path. Because we're going to talk about obedience right now and humility. Because when God asks yeah. you of something, you know, it seems like God is, man, I want to jump in. It seems like God is, in our end of it, always switching the game on us. <laughs> you know what I mean? We thought we were playing yeah. basketball, that we were playing football. And yeah. then we get frustrated because we think, man, I can't, I've conquered basketball, God. And God's like, you haven't even conquered nothing. What are we talking about, right? Yeah. And, then, and then now we feel like now God is asking us to play football, right? Because mm -hmm. he's just on the journey with us to obedience. So we get, we get settled in a place, and God's moving us to the next place. And God is moving us to this place. Then we get frustrated with God. Because he's like, Lord, but you told me, yeah, I told you for that time and that place there, but I, I'm moving you. And there's this, there's this thing, Mike, and I want to go jump into it, that, that, that obedience plays a big part in humility. Mm -hmm. Because you can't obey without humility. And you can't have humility without obedience. Both of them, it's like they go hand to hand. And so I want I want to open that up before I read a scripture. Talk to me what 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 the 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 the, the marriage of humility and obedience. Well, I want to go back real quick because you you said a million of things. I want to tap on tackle tackle, and, and I think it was, you're spot on in everything you just said as far as um, the essence of community. I don't feel like. Let me say like this: We are fearfully and wonderfully made. But I believe in that there are weaknesses that were innate to us, right? There's strengths that God has given us, and there's also weaknesses for the purpose of community, right? To your point earlier, I think one of the great things that we see in the earth right now, there is a fear of control that is synonymous with community and authority, right? And so the fear of control births an indifference towards obedience and submission. Right. Um, or submission and being compliant, you know, like it's it's there's a there's a misnomer with submission. Right. That um, there's someone controlling me. There's someone who's lording over my life. Right. Therefore, um, it prohibits me from ever getting connected to a body, to a community. Right. When it really takes strength to be submissive, man. like to be rebellious is kind of like weak, but to be submitted takes a lot of strength. Right. And, and so a lot of people detach themselves from the community 
a lot of the times because of fear of control, right? And we'll get deeper into that. But I thought that was a great point by you as far as being connected to, to a body of people, to authority, because it's, 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 it's so helpful for your life because we don't have it all together as far as being able to see um, everything. Like If that's the case, then I become my own refuge. Yeah, yeah. Right? And then I become my own God, in essence. And so you mentioned uh, obedience, which I think is uh, attached to that submission, obedience, right? One, one uh, feeds the other. I, I'll say this for me personally, man. Like my life is hinged on obedience, Danny. It, on, it really is, man. My life is absolutely hinged on. I'm not perfect in that always, but I, I really am committed to having my life be so hinged on obedience, man. I think really. When you think about obedience, man, it's an outlier, right? In this culture of rebellion. This is a very rebellious culture that we live in, right? Rebellion, when it comes to family structure and family order, right? And how the family looks. Rebellion towards doctrine, right? Rebellion towards ecclesiastical order, right? Um, so there, there, there's, there's so much rebellion in the earth, right? And so you've got to be in the spirit to be able to counteract that. And when you walk in the spirit, you begin to walk in obedience, right? First Samuel chapter 15, just to beat you to a scripture, talks about how rebellion is like the sin of witchcraft. Yeah, yeah. Right? Stubbornness is like as an idolatry, right? So when I walk in a level of rebellion and when I walk in an idolatry, I'm self-worshiping myself and I'm walking in divination when I operate in rebellion. And so mm -hmm. this is a culture, or I would call it a cesspool of rebellion that we live in. And it takes tremendous strength, man to walk in obedience. I'll leave it at that and let you continue on because I can keep going, but. No, keep going because it's so this, good because what I, what I popped them, I want you to keep going if you feel it, man. Yeah. Home, 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 home. yeah. Just like, like humility is married to obedience. You, you mentioned a word there. Pride is married to rebellion. Of course. Of course. So on one hand, of you course. have humility and obedience. And on the other hand, you have pride and rebellion, right? Yes. Those are synonymous with one another, right? Pride hits rebellion and rebellion hits pride. They feed off each other, just like humility and obedience feed off each other. There's an ebb and flow between humility and obedience. There's also an ebb and flow between pride and rebellion. When you show me rebellion, I'll show you pride. When you show me pride, I'll show you rebellion. When you show me humility, I'll show you obedience. When you show me obedience, I'll show you humility. They go with one another, right? And those are contrary. That's old nature, new nature, right? That's the spirit living and the flesh living. The flesh is always rebelling. Right. Doesn't like to be told what to do. Doesn't like to what to say. Doesn't like to be told when to do it. Right. And so we don't like to hear it from God. And then, ooh, God forbid, we don't want to hear it from another human. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, it's, mm -hmm. it's like, yeah. I don't want to hear from God, let alone I want to hear from another human. Now, you said sure. something earlier that took me to Ephesians 521 which is one of my favorite scriptures, submitting to one another. It is a commandment of mm -hmm. Paul here. He's not a suggesting. He's saying that your submission should be to one another. Every human, submit. Paul is constantly telling us to submit ourselves to one another. Sure. Right, because but, he knows. But Let me throw something in there, though, because, yes, the scripture says that, but there's something within that that cult, that, that uh, it's not the word I want to use. It uh, um, convolutes my ability to submit. When people have been abused and hurt, you become callous to the spirit and you become callous to the scriptures. Yeah. Right. So, yes, the scripture says submit. Absolutely. Like, but I don't really want to. I don't I don't really feel like I need to. Um, I think betrayal. I think pain. I think hurt has all added up to me not being able to do that which is why the spirit of God is critical in all of this. I don't want to cut you off, but you said a good, no, it's a great no, point no, the scripture says, submit to each other, submit to each other. Yeah, but the, like there's a fear again attached to that, right? That you're going to control my life or again, Lord over my life. And that has nothing to do with that at all, to your point. Man, you said a lot because joy and pain marry each other to produce love. And you need mm -hmm. both sides of it, right? And I, I you're going to laugh. See, <laughs> it all works. Listen, I'm going to show you something and I'm going to read it just because it's, we got to read it before we even get to Philippians because we're supposed to go to Philippians, but that's how we do it. So that's sure. where you see it. I know. It, I, yeah. If you see it, the note says here, December 19th, which is uh, uh, December 19th last night, 
at, at 12.21 a.m. So I got up last night. Did not know I was going to read this today. I actually, wow. this, was, this was going to be a secret. This is, this is something I do once in a while. The spirit of writing hits me. So I wrote a poem last night called Joy and Pain. And the only reason I'm reading because I want to get into that a little bit. We might not even get into the whole obedience aspect today. I'm going to be honest because I feel like Holy Spirit is because there, there are many folks, Mike, that are dealing with the pain of even allowing themselves to hear even a teaching on obedience. You know what I mean? Because the pain is so heavy, right, that they can't smile. They can't joy. They see laughter as a stranger. They see joy as as looking through a glass mirror where I can see mm -hmm. it, but I don't think I can enjoy it, right? And so, man, there's so much pain because religion has done a number on all of us. Because sure. I'm gonna I'm gonna include me and you in it because sure. I know us. Sure, sure. And one thing sure. that I know that we haven't allowed ourselves because number one, find yourself a covenant brother or sister. Let me just say that. Yeah. Find yourself a covenant because they won't allow you to get callous. They'll allow you to feel the pain. Don't get me wrong. Yep. They will because I know you want to listen. They will allow you to feel the pain. <laughs> yeah, they just man. won't let you get yeah. callous. Right. And so I love our relationship because we have allowed each other to feel the pain sometimes. For sure. But also For with sure. the reminder of going, okay. But we yeah. can't stay there. Yeah. Because guess what? Is it's going to happen again. And someone yeah. else is going to hurt yes. you. Yes, yes, man. Yes. You're 100% right. That it's tied to your point, it's tied into relationships and and, and the covenantial walk with each other. Um, again, it actually has everything to do with your relationship with the Lord, too. Right? Because you become callous to the spirit, you become callous to God. <clears throat> That's why. When we talk about self-examination, we got to be able to examine or we need to practice our obedient heart, man. We need oh, to man. practice an obedient heart. It begins it begins at us measuring our obedient level in God, right? So if you're going to yeah. examine anything, God, where am I at in my obedience to you? Yeah. People come and people go. People hurt, right? People betray. But you're the one constant, God. So let me be in touch with you, not that, not allow myself to correlate you to what people did. A lot of times we correlate God to what people did or how people misrepresent him, if that makes sense. So the, misrepresent, the misrepresentation of God is sometimes correlated to who God is. That's yeah. not true, right? No. So it's, it's a devotional walking with God, oneness with God, that keeps your heart open to the heart of obedience, right? So... The, yeah, I'll, I'll say this. Go ahead, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead, D. Go ahead, D. Go ahead. It's in the midst of that pain that the Holy Spirit would allow you to surpass your flesh. And that's why this has to be done by the Spirit, because it's the Spirit begotten the Spirit. Because who for the joy that was set before him, he endured the cross. Pain and joy met so that love can be displayed. I'm going to say that again. Pain and joy met so that love can be displayed. And so, but that can only happen through the spirit, right? The Holy Spirit, there's some unhappy times and some unhappy moments with people that I can still have a spirit of joy to overcome those unhappy times if I allow the spirit of joy to cover my unhappiness. Now, you, you open up a can of worms with that, which you always do. <laughs> the scripture says in Philippians 2, it says he was obedient to death, even to the death of the cross. That's what I was reading. That's what we're supposed to read. That's what we're supposed to read. So go ahead. So, read it. Read it. That's what we're supposed to read. Go ahead. You started. Uh, you go started. ahead. So it, for, the, for the joy I was set before, so he endured the cross, right? Yeah. Correlate the two scriptures, right? Correlate the two scriptures. Obedient to death, for the joy that was set before, man, endured the cross. So in other words, obedience has the resources, or obedience was the resource provided to endurance to the endurance of his purpose. Come on, man. Let me Come say on, that again. Man. Say it again. Just, say it again. As you say saying, it again. Obedience was the resource provided to endure his purpose. All right. I want to say, say <laughs> that, that, obedience is a resource. Because I, I have that in my paper somewhere. I have another wording, but I love that. I love the Come word on, resource. 
Because it's a resource. Go ahead. It's a resource. Go ahead, man. I was actually If there was man. any other, no, no, this is this is what we do. If, if there was any other motivation, he would never have completed it. Come on, man. Come on, man. It was obedience that was the thrust. It was obedience that was the push. It was the the obedience which was the gasoline or the the gas for our cars. It, it was it was that that gave the endurance the endurance to fulfill the purpose. Come on, man. So so when you said that, absolutely, it's obedience, obedience unto death and even the death of the cross that fueled or provided resources to the endurance for his purpose. See, there's a misnomer. I, I'm after the Holy Ghost on this man. There is a misnomer with obedience, right? And purpose. God never, and I, hope, I want you to hear me when I say this. God does not provide for your assignment. Come on. Oh, man. We automatically think that when God calls us for a purpose and for our assignment, that he's obligated to give us resources and provision. Well, that's not necessarily true. It's operating in a heart of obedience. Then we begin to see the provision for what God calls us to do in life, right? It's no other way, right? So he's not saying, here's your assignment. Here's your mandate on earth. Here's the provision. No, he only provides through obedience. Yeah. He only provides through obedience. It's an obedient and instantaneously Radical, heartful obedience is where the provision comes through. I, the, I can tell. So, the, so the, the provision, the provision is the is the is the open door. It's the key that opens doors. Obedience to, um, to um, unfolding what needs to be unfolded, right? Because he, he'll withhold from you. Yeah, he'll withhold from you, which is love and mercy. Yes. See, we see withholding as a punishment. Sometimes God will withhold from you. I feel this in the Holy Spirit. Yeah. 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 For grace purposes, for love's sake, and for chastisement, and for mercy, right? Maybe yeah. it's not meant for you to walk in your assignment yet because your assignment would kill you because it you haven't been processed, processed yeah, yeah. yet. That's, and we that... forget the fact. Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, I'm no, sorry. go ahead. We forget the fact. Go ahead. Keep on. Keep on. Because I'm thinking. No, we, loud, we, so we, 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 no, this is me and you just talking. We forget the fact that we, are, we have a clay nature. See, he's the potter, and we're the clay. Yeah, and he mars us, right? And what happens is we don't like the the, the marring process. We're uncomfortable with the mm -hmm. marring process, right? But at the end of the day, God, no matter what you want to do in my life, no matter how uncomfortable I feel, no how, no matter how crazy it seems, no matter how illogical, unreasonable it is, God, I say yes. Yeah, because what I, you're I, saying yes to, because what you're saying, what you what you should be saying yes is the journey with him, right? Because the number will, one prov the, the number right. one provision is not the assignment. The number one no. provision is the journey. So that journey, when you say yes to that journey with him, that journey with him then provides the assignment because, Lord, you're my, you're my everything, right? And so yes. I'm walking yes. with you. I'm walking in obedience with you. So I'm just walking to be with you. As That's I it. walk to be with you, Things happen and things get done, but it's not even about the things or getting them done. It's about that I'm walking with you because my obedience, because the number one resource you give me is yourself. That's and it. so I have to choose you. I have to That's say it. yes to you. You said something powerful this because I had to go back to this. This is why we have to study the Old Testament because a lot of times we see the barriers in the Old Testament to the mercy seat and we think that is God withholding. Because you said this, and it just took me to the mercy seat. We talked about that last week. The mercy seat is not God withholding. The showbread is not God withholding. Going into the temple, anybody looks at the tabernacle. We went to uh, Shiloh, right? Shiloh, Shiloh. Mm -hmm. We were standing there where the temple was erected. You can picture the temple. You can picture the barriers it took for the temple. But it was not that God was saying, I don't want you to be with me. What he was saying is like, I have to process you because I know me. And, 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 and I want you to look at this differently. Think about this differently because you think God is withholding you. But he loves you so much. And, he, and, and it's this caring for you that says, let me put these barriers because I know that if you come without cleansing, 
process. And without going in through some processes to get to me, you would die. And I love you too much to kill you that way. Mm. So, mm. so I'm going to keep you from me in a sense. I, I want you more than anything, but I know in my presence, there's no sin. I know in my mm -hmm. presence, there's no, so, so I have to provide a way for you to get to me. Not because I don't want to get to you. It's because I want to get, uh, what I'm trying to say. It's not that he doesn't want us to get to him. He wants to right. get to us. But we look at those barriers as like, man, why are you making it so hard? He's not making it hard. What is he doing? He's allowing you to exist in his presence. Yeah. Because without those barriers, yeah. you die. Right, right, right. And we look That's at right. the barriers as barriers, not as provision. They're not really barriers. They're provision from heaven so that you can stand with him. That's why he did what he did with Jesus, right? Because he needed a way to get with us so bad that he was like, all right, I, I went this old temple, temple route and I did it because I wanted my people. They didn't understand it. They thought they were complaining just by getting a sacrifice. They didn't want to just keep a sacrifice for a year holy because I'm letting y'all know that I'm holy. Yeah, and in my presence, there's no sin. That's the only reason I'm doing it is so that you just don't die. I want to hang with you when you come in. Come on. So come he on. knew that we're not getting it. So he said, you know what? Let me choose the one that's going to say yes to death. Let me choose the, the one and only spotless lamb that through his obedience, you, you, you use that word, through yeah. his resources, he makes a way yeah. for us to walk in obedience with the father. No question. Maybe God is preparing us for another level of trust to handle something that we've never been able to handle before. Maybe God's maybe God's cultivating a, another level of trust within us, right, to prepare us for something bigger and better than we've ever seen before, right? Um, I I'll, I really believe this, Daniel, with all my heart, man. That one of the greatest signs of maturity is obedience, oh, right? The sign of maturity is determined by obedience. You know, obedience is a fruit of maturity. Right, obedience right. is foundational to all instruction. It's it, it's 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 critical to all instruction, right? So we always often say this, and we sing it, Danny. You know this all the time. We've been in church our whole lives, right? Is is we want more of God. <laughs> we want more <laughs> instructions. We want more nuggets, right? Come on, man. And it's like we within that we have misplaced expectations, right? Because think about it. We want more of God. We want more instructions. Well, have you obeyed the first instructions? Yeah. Revelation first works, right? Have we obeyed, have we obeyed the first instructions that God has given us? See, we're wanting, see, we're in violation. We're, we're, we're praying amiss, right? In a sense where we're asking for more, but we haven't even obeyed the first. Come on. So we become very deceived or delusional, right? In that moment, right? God, give me. There's no use of, let me say this real quick, man. There's no use of us declaring and decreeing anything if you don't have to have a heart for obedience. If you're and, declaring and, I, and I say, and we don't live a lifestyle of obedience. If of you don't course. live a lifestyle of obedience, there's no demanding of God anything. You can't demand of God anything anyway. No. Go ahead. No, no, you no, you you're, you're thousand percent declaring and decreeing, right? In the sense of like, Lord, I declare, I decree. Well, are you doing that from a heart of obedience already? Right? You, you see, you can't pray anything or declare anything outside of a heart that already has a heart to obey. Come on, man. Right. So obedience has to be cultivated in your heart. Right. Becoming one with Jesus, walking in the spirit. Let me say it like this. When walking in the spirit, when we walk in the spirit is when obedience is actually cultivated in the heart. Come on, man. Come on, man. So my devotion. See, people don't have the walk with God. They say they do. Well, no, because because if they did, it is showing your sign of obedience. That's exactly right. They, 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 you right. said it perfectly. Obedience becomes a window to the soul. Obedience becomes a window to the lifestyle. Obedience right. becomes a window to the relationship. You can say you have a relationship with God. There's many folks we see that tell us we pray all day. But man, I don't <laughs> see the fruit of your prayers, man. That's, ex that's exactly right. And, and, that's and, exactly and we right. shall know each other by our fruit. Now, I'm not that's judging exactly nobody. Right. I want everybody. Listen, look at me. I'm examining myself <laughs> first, but I'm what I'm saying is yeah, we can say we pray all day long. Pray, 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 pray. But there gotta be some actions. You know what I mean? Come on, man. 
Come on, the man. The children of Israel knew his acts, but Moses knew his ways because he knew how to walk with God. He knew that's how to exactly say right. yes to what God said yes to, that's even exactly when right. it didn't make sense. That's exactly because what, right. what, what we want yes to is again, we manipulate God, we witchcraft God, we treat you like a we treat God like a, a jukebox. And God, I'm I'm giving you 25 cents. I'm giving you two one percent of everything. So I just I require you 90%. And God's like, what are you talking about? There's too much more inside of you that I want. And it's like, if we give up one thing, we think we're already there. And God's like, no, uh, that, your heart is full of wickedness. Do you understand? Your heart is full of wickedness. There, there are things that I'm trying to get out of you. But we can't even go back to the first thing that I ask you, let alone you asking me for, Lord, I want signs, miracles, and wonders. Well, he's like, I want that too. But what I'm looking for is an obedient heart. That's it, man. Let me ask you a question. Are we as sensitive to disobedience as we should? You know, it, no, no, we? because we don't even talk about <laughs> disobedience. You know what I mean? That's, it be, that, that's yeah. actually become a taboo. It's actually become, uh, you know, it's, it's weird that the religious call the things religious, but that has become a religious thing to say, right? 100%. Like, oh, this, this person is living in disobedience, or oh, I am living in disobedience. Because, because and, 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 and we got to tackle this. Mike, because we equate disobedience or oh, someone saying that or hearing that about our own selves as disconnection from the father, totally. Mm. That I'm not, I'm that I don't, I'm not a son. No, listen, we all have kids. I have kids. You know, I have daughters. They have disobeyed things yeah. that I have said, but they still, still my, my daughters. Son. I'm still a my I'm a son to a mother, Maria. That's at home right now with us. Thank God for Maria Ortiz. She's with us. Bless God. I've been so bad and so disobedient. But one thing I never left is being her son. Still a, still a son. I'm so, and so still sometimes son. when we get that, because we so still not identified. And that's why I wanted to stay in this joy and pain thing, Mike, and talk about it more. And then we'll get to next week to really talk about disobedience and obedience more. Because I think. There's levels of this that we have to talk about. I think we still so misidentified that we can't even hear somebody saying, man, you you, you live in disobedience right now, right? Because it's like, no, I'm <laughs> saved, man. I, I love Jesus. Well, nobody said that. <laughs> nobody said that you was not saved. Nobody said that you didn't love Jesus. See, It's just mean disobedient. You're, you're saying what I said earlier. To, you're exactly right. When you don't self-examine, it's hard for you to receive criticism. Yes, 100%. 100%. Right? Which is the nature of rebellion at the end of the yeah. day. When you look at the life of Jesus, Jesus never had a need practically. He had always had a place to stay. He always had food to eat. Right? He never had a need. Why? Because he had, he had obedience. Mm. <laughs> See, provision does not come to you because, again, of your assignment. Provision, provision and resources are only attracted to obedience. Come on. It's never attracted to your assignment. Come on, man. Say that again, because they got to go into people's spirits. Yeah. Provision, that, I feel that in the Holy Ghost when you said that. I feel the Holy Ghost on that. Provision is only magnetic to obedience. Mm -hmm. It's not magnetic to an assignment. See, huh. it's that time Pro I said, people, because we don't say that in America. Like, America, everything is like, you know, our thing here is like, you know, God's giving me provision for my assignment. You know, I got assignment. Well, let's let's even let's even break that down because that the word assignment even makes me feel religious. To just, it just, so let's even just break that down. Let's just talk about that. So assignment, you know what we what we're saying here for those who may not know what we talk about. What assignment is like the calling or or doing something for God or or accomplishing. You know what I mean? Or walking right. in a gift for God. Those are the things that people call assignments. You know what I mean? And I know growing up, Mike, to your point. I, all I ever heard in the in, in Christian Christendom was, you know, your assignment is God. If you don't got provision for your assignment, then God is not yep. on your side. And it's like, what are we talking about, huh? Yep, yep. I'm I'm quoting the religious, right? I'm, I'm quoting, and so when yeah, I say yeah. this, it's it's, it's it's debunking that whole thought, right? That whole uh, ideology, percent. right? It's only drawn to resources, and my gosh, a supply, right? 
You know the rest of the scripture, right? He'll, he'll supply according oh, to your yieldedness to him. Come on, man. Come on, man. My submittedness, my submittedness, I can't say it. Submission to him. Submittedness. Does that make sense? Yes. So, yes. so, so in other words, Abba prioritizes, like you said this earlier, he prioritizes obedience over your happiness. Come on, he man. He prioritizes obedience over your being comfortable. He, he prioritizes obedience over being popular. He actually yeah. provide. He actually prioritizes your obedience over you being free, quote unquote free. Well, come on, man. <laughs> come on, man. And, and so, one of the greatest enemies to to walking in a, a heart of obedience is actually procrastination. I'll let you go ahead and tag on that. Then. Well, I, I want to get back to this. This we're gonna hit. <laughs> we probably won't get to procrastination to 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 next week. To be honest, because I want to hit. Something I want to stay on this because this is for somebody. I don't know what it is, but I didn't write this. I'm just reading it. Don't get mad at me. Get mad at the author. And his name is Yeshua HaMashiach. Yeshua HaMashiach says in Matthew 6, 25, and I'm going to read his words, quoting Jesus, because there's quotation marks of Jesus there. Therefore, I say to you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink. Know about your body, what you put on. Is not life more than food? Man, I just got, we can sit on that all day. Yeah. It is not life more than food. The yeah. Zoe, the Ruach, the Zoe yes. is not that life of the spirit more than food and the body more than drink. Look at mm -hmm. the birds and the air for they neither sow nor reap nor gather into bonds. Yet your heavenly father feeds them. Are you not of more value there you go. Identity, knowing your value to, to the Abba. What's yeah. your value to Abba? What's your identity? Do you know you're not more valued than they are? Verse 27, which of you by worrying can add a cubit of his stature? So why do you worry about clothing? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. Yeah. And do they tore no spin? And yet I say to you that even Solomon, there we go, all the money in the world, all the money in the mm -hmm. world, here Jesus talking about provision and obedience right here. This is, you know, Mike was saying it, but Jesus said it first. Mike tagged on because Jesus isn't Mike. So Jesus is saying it again through Mike. And yet I say to you that even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. Mm. Why? Why? Mm. Why Solomon in all his money? Because it's not about the money. It's about that those birds, of uh, uh, they don't worry because they yield themselves completely to God. Mm. Mm. The the lilies. What, what did the lilies do? They yield themselves completely 100%. to God. They trust 100%. completely to God. They obey completely to God. And here Jesus saying Solomon didn't even have that kind of obedience. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He had obedience, but not to that degree. Woo! Yeah. I didn't write this down. Levels. Now there's levels to this now. He's saying Solomon has some, and there were some resources given to him. But whoa, those lilies, they, they don't they don't neither toil nor spin because they trust mm -hmm. their maker. Verse 30. Mm -hmm. Now, if God so clothes the grass of the field, which today is, and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, will he not much more clothes you or you a little faith? Again, value. Do I know my value? Do I know my worth? Verse 31. Therefore, do not worry, saying, What shall we eat? Or what shall we drink? Or what shall we wear? But after all of these things, the Gentiles seek. And Gentiles see is just folks disconnected from God. Mm -hmm. Folks disconnected from God see things in the flesh. They seek after the things of the flesh. For your heavenly father knows that you one thing that we have to do. Uh, I'm how could I say this without <laughs> not being sacrilegious? God is not dumb. God is not unaware. God is not, he, he, he does not care for you. He cares for you, right? And so we got to start picturing this God that he's so distant for us. They don't know. He understands exactly what you need. But there's a but that coming in verse 33. Yeah. Yeah. In verse 33, this is where obedience comes in to what you're saying, Mike. Because obedience is a choice. And we're going to get into that next week. Uh, we got to get into it next week. We got to get into obedience. We're going to go to Exodus next week. How God required and asked 
Can you choose obedience? And here Jesus is saying the same thing. You can have a little bit of trust like Solomon, or you can have all trust like the field did. He said, but seek first the kingdom of God and his rights. Remember what we told you? It starts yep. with obedience. It's not about the assignment. It's not about the clothing. It's about can I be obedient to be with you, Jesus? But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added to you. When, whenever he says to, mm -hmm. he becomes the object of obedience. He becomes the object of obsession. He becomes the object of trust. He becomes the object that you go after. Everything else comes after that. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself, his own things. Sufficient is the day and its own trouble. Now, this is Jesus saying exactly what you said, Mike, in Jesus' words. Right? That's like, right. listen, there's a but here. Go ahead. Yeah. No, 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 no. It, it, it comes down. To, it, one of the things that comes down to this. See, one of the greatest enemies to obedience is logic and reason. Right. And that's on, why man. devotion and walking with God and becoming one with God is so critical, because in that walk with God and that oneness with God, your submission has to be tested. In other words, can I submit what I don't understand? See, there's a difference between submission and compliance. I said this earlier, right? Submission is that you tell me something, Holy Spirit, and I absolutely don't understand it, but I absolutely love it. Compliance is that I'm going to do it, but I don't like it. <laughs> Come on, man. Come on. It's a huge difference, right? And it's really a matter of the heart. Where is my heart placed in all of this, right? And, I, and I, I pray this prayer constantly over my life. Lord, I want to be submissive, not compliant. Because I'm doing it begrudgingly if I'm compliant. I'm doing it with an attitude. I'm doing it with an alt heart, right? I want to be able to walk with you so close that even if you say down on the cross, I'll do it. And I'll love it. And I'll embrace it. Come on, man. Right? I'll embrace wherever you take me to go, wherever you take me, whoever to connect with my new networks, my new geographical location, my new career, whatever you take me, I'm not going to be begrudging in it or hate it or not like it, but I'm actually going to love it because I'm loving oh. walking with you. I'm so in love with you. I'm so connected to you that whatever you ask me to do is just love. It's just love. Love. Come on, man. We're almost done with this, yeah. man. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm going to take some See, of my love. Let me say this. You, you, said about, you said something that was powerful. I'm going to go back to it real quick. If you don't, if you don't mind. No, I know no. we got to get going. I pick up Mike. No, no, no. no. That's why I'm trying to be, but, I'm but, trying to be obedient. <laughs> James 1 and 22 says, be not only doers of the word, or hearers of the word, but doers of the word. Come on, man. Not only be hearers of the word, but doers of the word. What good is prophetic teaching, dynamic teaching, if it's not activated in your life, what you know what you become? You become a well of notes and nuggets. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's there's people you know all you, who love. <laughs> sorry, I'm sorry. You're opening a can of worms here. Because I'm just gonna say I'm something that really bothers me. I mean, it really does. Because I used to do the same thing. Is like don't shout me down. Don't quote me on the internet. Don't Twitter me, right? It's like we, we want tweetable things. We want things to put on Instagram. Can we just do what the Holy Spirit is saying through the prophetic word of the Lord, through the prophets and the apostles? Like, just be obedient. Like, it's weird how we are, we are looking for nuggets and we're looking for sayings. And, and, and. And God gives us some great sayings sometimes. He gives us to write some great material down. And that's great and all. But that doesn't change. What changes is when you change. Is when you actually do the thing that you're trying to tweet. If we would stop tweeting and just do what we're trying to tweet, it will change our lives. But here we do. Okay. We tweet about it and we forget about it. And I know you and I, we get, I, I, I mean, I get sickening to my stomach when people are just like, <laughs> oh, man, hold on. I, I know why you're saying it, and I know why you got to write it down, but I, I'd rather you write it down so that you can yeah. go back home and read it a thousand times and get it in your spirit oh, than to man. put it out on social media just so that you can have other people go, man, that's cool. Because guess what? To, uh, to different ears are different things needed 
right? Not it's not for everyone's hearing, right? Oh, Maybe what me, sounds great for you doesn't sound great for somebody well, else. Go ahead, go ahead. So like sometimes it's like it's oh man, it's man, it's it's for you because the Holy Spirit's trying to get something out of you. That's exactly. And you right. try to put it out there for the world. The world don't want to hear that because the Holy Spirit's not talking to them. He's talking to you. There's if y'all see now you hitting the hard. Forget not all my benefits. There's benefits to the applied word of God to your life. Right? On, prosperity, prosperity only flows through applied principles that govern your life. Come on, Period. Man. So you got all this word and receive no benefits from it. Because you know why? You haven't applied the wisdom. You haven't applied the instructions to your life. Right? You just become a well of just nuggets. And, I, and to your point, I can't stand it. It's like, oh my God, I don't want you to just hear it. I want you to apply it to your life. We started this podcast where you talk about obedience and we always talk about this, you know, when Jesus quoted submitted word, the power, submitted. the power is in the submitted, the submitted obedience. That's when the power is of that word of God. It's mm. not in the quoting the word It's in the, can I be obedient and submit to that word? There's power behind that. There's power when you talk about giving and you gave, there's no power in talking about giving when you're stingy and you want to hold on to everything. Come on, man. So you're going to talk about Come giving on. and it's literally going to be like somebody pouring a glass of water on fire. <laughs> but when you are a giver and you're talking about giving, it's going to be like a forest field of fire. It's going to get wow. into the atmosphere of the belly. So a lot of times we're quoting things that we don't even know how to submit to because we're not even obedient to the things that we're quoting. And the Holy Spirit's trying to get obedient out of us, humble ourselves to the fact that the obedience like he did to say, I know that's for me. And you may have to even be dishonest with you. I know that's for me. I just don't know how to get it to me. I don't know how to walk in that kind of obedience, Holy Spirit. And it's inviting the Holy Spirit then to empower you by his spirit to put that into practical living. Because I know, man, you said this, and I want to go back to it. You said logic and reasons are the enemy of obedience. It's mm -hmm. so good. That's so good. Because I think one of the one of the things that we have to start eliminating out of our vocabulary, it doesn't make sense. That's because right. the question I have is, whose sense wow. are you talking about? It doesn't right. make sense. That don't make sense That's to right. me. Mike, what you're doing, that don't make sense to me. Danny, what y'all yeah. doing? You know how many times we, we've heard that in our, in our journey the last 15 years? <laughs> it don't make sense so to good, us man. neither. No, but no, we don't no. have to make sense because what sense are we talking about? Our That's human exactly thoughts right. are not his thoughts. He tells us in his word, my ways are higher. My thoughts are higher. And so I, I listen, I get giddy when things don't make sense. Other people get nervous. We listen, on, we get giddy about it. Yo, it don't make sense. You're going from here to there. Well, yeah, it doesn't make sense, but it makes sense in the Holy Ghost. I ain't trying Come to make on, sense to my human sense. Come on, we, we are elevating humanism at that time and logic there and reason go. and knowledge when we talk about it don't make sense. It should not make sense to your human brain, right? It, listen, the gospel that we preach does not make sense. Why would a God take a woman that hasn't been impregnated by another man to impregnate her by the Holy Ghost? That don't make 100%. sense. 100%. Why would a God take his son to die for people that don't like him? That don't make sense. I can tell you a lot of things that don't make sense in the Bible from a humanistic point of view, but we're trying to walk in the spirit in a spirit. level of faith. There you go. There you go. That has nothing to do with this human existence and in, 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 in elevating the flesh and human reasoning. That's exactly right. So when you said that logic and reason are the evidence of reading, man, it just hit me like we got to eliminate that. On, it, it, listen, shut up. It don't make sense. Okay. It don't make sense. We're not trying to give sense to our human logic reasoning. You're 100 Get out of your mind and get into the spirit. Come on, man. He, he uses the foolish things to confound the wise, right? We're Come sitting on, in man. heavenly places. We're, we're too busy sitting on, 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 on the earth and not sitting in the heavenly places, right? The, the, the kingdom is upside down. Upside down. <laughs> Say that. It's it upside, is upside it's, down. It's, it's upside down. The kingdom's upside down. It don't look like it, it look crazy to exactly us right. in this. That's exactly right. Like, uh, exactly listen, right. a regular Christian in America looks like a radical Christian. Hundred percent. Is that good? Because it, it don't make sense. It don't make sense. Why you gave that away? That don't make sense. 
Yeah, he says to. Hundred percent, and it's like it's like this. Not only not not only not only to do when he tells you to do it, but do it instantaneously. Don't wait. See. Come we'll on, let's talk about that. Yeah, yeah, we I'll gotta hit that. We gotta hit that. We gotta make. We got. We we can. We can't wait. All right, say your last word, and then I'm gonna read this last poem that I wrote last night, which is real short, because I gotta give it to you because we we get. I got it last night, and yeah. we're gonna hang up. Um. So, uh, last words for you, Mike. I don't have anything else to really say because <laughs> if I start talking, we're gonna keep going. So, all right. I, I, so, 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 I, go I'll ahead. This, I'll just say this: God gave us an obedient heart. That's our prayer for for the rest of our lives. Yes. Not not a New Year's resolution, but no, for the rest of our lives. Every day of our yeah. life. Okay, so I'm gonna read something. It's called Joy and Pain. I wrote it last night. This the, it, it 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 it. I don't even know why I wrote it. It hit me last night at 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 about twelve thirty a.m. and it's it's and I logged it in and I woke my wife up. And uh, on it, and uh, just, it was on me. So it's this joy and pain. So joy and pain, how can two diametrically opposed views intersect and find comfort in each other? There is a corner where optimism and hope collide to fuel a picture of a better future. That is what keeps you alive. Glimmer of beauty sparkles at the sight of people laughing, and the question arises, can I have some? Can I taste and see my soul fulfilled with something other than worry and uncertainty? Then comes a whirlwind of feelings like a roaring Niagara Falls, sound of a rushing from the depths of a closed closet called emotions. Out comes a symphonic melody Passing my teeth with a refreshing, listen to this, with a refreshing, soothing stranger longing to be introduced. Joy announces his arrival with a loud sound of unfamiliarity, but rather intoxicated excitement. I'm going to say that again. Joy announces his arrival with a loud sound of unfamiliarity, but rather intoxicated excitement. Freedom is the feeling when unwanted and un uninvited shackles of pain begin their farewell journey from their residence called soul. All is well. Future meets past and out comes the present. Joy and pain meet at the feet of uncommon strength to produce the impossible bond displayed in an unbreakable seal called love. That's the Beautiful. poem called yeah. Joy and Pain. I don't know what Beautiful. I wrote last night, but I wrote it. No. And it was the struggle that joy and pain produces love. So. Yeah. 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 You guys I'm can you. ponder on that. Um, and we love you guys. And we can't wait to get more into obedience next week. Because it's so funny that we didn't talk about none of the things that I had written now. <laughs> no, I, it wasn't, wasn't meant to. Wasn't the Holy Spirit knew. Oh, man. Come on, man. All right, man. We, we love Life you guys, man. Love you, brother. Shalom, everyone. And we're going to talk everybody. to you guys next week. Love Thank you for listening to this podcast from The Wave Ministries. Visit thewavecolumbus.com for more information.